0: This episode of the Bearstalk Underground is brought to you by My Bookie. Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, electric personalities that produce big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley run it back and it will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with My Bookie. MyBookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley, too, and you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 using promo code SPORTSDRINK. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley, two at MyBookie. As much as we'd love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's looked strong in previous matchups, and with Woodley taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Back to Problem Child to win this rematch, as he's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out, and don't don't bet on Paul. That, I, I really do hope that Woodley just turns loose and knocks the piss out of that guy. But don't miss out. <laughs> Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code SPORTSDRINK. Head to MyBookie today, place your bets, fill your pockets, and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley 2. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Yep. What's up, guys? We're uh, late a day on this episode but uh, I didn't realize that because the game was on Monday night the Bears didn't start practicing until Thursday so I wouldn't have had a uh, a good um, well actually I wouldn't have had good news about the injury report had I done the show last night on Thursday uh, you know to drop on Friday because it would basically sound like we're going to uh, play this game on Monday without you know Two thirds of our football team, because the uh, COVID outbreak that is ravaging the league right now uh, hit Hallis Hall pretty hard. I mean, there's been plenty of casualties uh, thus far. We still don't know the overall status. I'm sure that we'll uh, that most of you, you know, everybody will be hearing this on Saturday. Um, I'm sure that we'll be learning about a lot of people's fate on Saturday, or maybe even during the day on Sunday. Uh, as far as like people that are on the COVID list, whether or not they've cleared the protocols, and will be able to play on Monday, and 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 what have you. So there's it's really kind of up in the air who's going to play, who isn't, and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Not to mention the actual injuries that we have uh, with the players and uh, and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, there is some light at the end of the tunnel as far as guys like uh, Akeem Hicks and Justin Fields practicing full. Uh, both days so far on on Thursday and Friday, but there's also, like I said, we've got multiple guys on the COVID uh, list and, and it's not clear what their vaccination status is, which of course, it, you know, determines, you know, anyone who's unvaccinated is definitely out from Monday's game uh, against the Vikings like Eddie Goldman, but um, you know, their, their overall status isn't quite known uh, at this point. So, you know we're not really sure. Um, you know who's going to pass the who, You know who's going to have a chance to pass protocols and uh, and all that kind of stuff and play and who's definitely out for the ten days. So uh, Eddie Goldman's the only one that I've uh, that personally I've can you know that is known to be unvaccinated. So when he was added to the list uh, early, in, even though it was early in the week, that's a ten day rip. So he's automatically out for Monday's game against Minnesota. Maybe we'll get him back next week. For Seattle, but um, anyway, it's uh, the show is going to be like eighty percent COVID slash injury with a couple of other nuggets sprinkled in, and then we'll uh, cobble together some keys to the game because who the hell knows who even's going to be playing on Monday and and how we should approach the game plan based on who's going to be out there. But uh, we'll try to figure it out. This is the deep dive preview episode for week number fifteen of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Week number 15. Our beloved Chicago Bears, another national TV date because the football gods hate us. Uh, this time hosting the Minnesota Vikings. First matchup with uh, Minnesota. Um, this will be the. Uh, the, the first of the two, obviously, the first of the two uh, matchups who will also finish the season in Minnesota. I know that's shocking news uh, to have that happen yet again. I mean, it's only six out of the last seven years. And as you, for those of you who, who you know, who listen to Chris and I playfully goof around with each other about the silliness of our two teams, uh, you know, and how frustrating they can be, uh, even though the Vikings and the Bears did not play each other in the finale last year, We were, in fact, Minnesota's last home game of the season last year. So it is a good seven, eight years in a row. No joke that the Bears and the Vikings were the last home game for the Vikings, uh, you know, every, you know, in each of those uh, seasons. So it's really kind of ridiculous that the NFL just can't, you know, mix it up. There's two other teams we could play besides Minnesota. And, uh, you know, aside from like we we got a respite last year, we played Green Bay in the finale uh, at home uh, and whatnot. I'm sure that uh, I wouldn't mind playing the Lions and let the Vikings and the Packers duke it out, Uh, you know, week 18. I guess it's going to be now. But anyway, Monday Night Football, we are being shunned by the Manning cast. Uh, They are not returning until I think week 17 or something like that so they're off this week and next week before they come back for week 17 whoever whoever that happens uh uh to be you know maybe we'll have a matchup that will be worthy of the Mannings next year we'll have to wait until 2022 uh to figure that one out but um you know to dive right into news and notes I mean it's been a running theme throughout the NFL about the uh the covid outbreak you know it's it's something that's uh, you know maybe you get a player here a player there uh, up to this point i think maybe i was like oh we lost like three guys uh, to covid or something like that and and while some teams are fine other teams like the bears the browns and you know and a handful of others have multiple people that just all of a sudden came down with it um, you know, this week, I think the Browns, I think they said they have up to like 18 players that they're missing. Another team's got 14. The Bears have 13 people. I mean, it's a list that's been growing all week long, starting earlier in the week with a, with a couple of guys. I think it was like AD Goldman and Sam Kamara were like the first ones to go on the list. And as I was talking about earlier, you know, Eddie's unvaccinated. So that's an automatic 10 day rip. He's automatically out. Uh, from Minnesota, and it's a list that has been growing all week long. So um, here's, the, here's the list right now. Uh, on Thursday, Allen Robinson, Eddie Jackson, Yol Iye Buniwe, Jesse James, Ryan Nall, and Isaiah Coulter, was a practice squad by receiver, were added to the COVID list, along with all three of our coordinators, Bill Lazor, Sean Desai, and Chris Tabor. They joined Larry Borum, Artie Burns, Mario Edwards, Eddie Goldman, Sam Kamara, and Elijah Wilkerson um, on the list. And um, the good news is Elijah, Elijah Wilkerson is already cleared. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. The protocols, he's good to go. He's already off of the COVID list that happened today uh, on Friday. The other really great news yesterday was that eight people outside of that list of guys missed practice on Thursday with illnesses. So like basically the common cold tis the season. Uh, Jesper Horstead, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. It's like, well, that's it. <laughs> it's Herbert and Montgomery Down with an illness. It's like, well, there goes the game right there. But um, Horstead, Montgomery, Herbert, uh, Colcomet, Jakeem Grant, James Daniels, Tevin Jenkins, and uh, Kyrus Tonga. The good news there is that today on Friday, everybody except Kyrus Tonga returned to practice. Full participation uh, across the board. The only reason Tonga isn't is not because of the illness. It's because he injured his shoulder against the Packers, so he wasn't practicing due to the shoulder injury, not uh, the uh, not the illness. So, and then in a cruel twist of fate, uh, Jermaine Afidi, uh was designated to return from injured reserve. I don't think that means he's going to play this week. God knows we could use him and his depth uh, this week, but um, he has been designated to return from IR. We've been missing him since week five uh, for the. Um, during the Raider game. That's when he went down. That's when um, I think Elijah Wilkinson came in and finished the the game and Larry Borum returned shortly after that. But um, – and also uh, Duke Shelley, you know, with the, with the problems we've been having in the secondary. And granted, Duke Shelley wasn't, you know, playing well before he was injured, but we could definitely use somebody with some exterior experience back out on the field and then immediately – as Shelley is designated to return from IR and returns to practice, he goes on the COVID list along with Andy Dalton. So, he and Andy Dalton were added to the COVID list today and uh so uh Nick Foles will likely be our backup quarterback unless of course Andy Dalton can clear the protocols in time uh to play on Monday. So and then in regular injury news, let me pull it up here real quick. Regular injury news, guys with actual injuries. Xavier Crawford uh, with the concussion that he suffered uh, on the um, Devontae Adams touchdown just before the half, has not practiced yet with the concussion. Marquise Goodwin, he must have suffered a setback last week because he was limited and then he was out and then he didn't play uh, against Green Bay. He's still not practicing so far this week with the foot injury. Uh, Like I said, Horstead was back with the... Illness today, uh, DeAndre Houston Carson uh, didn't practice with the forearm. I guess they haven't put him on IR yet. I heard like on on Monday that he was done for the year with a broken forearm that he suffered uh, against the Packers. Jason Peters hasn't practiced yet with that high ankle sprain. And like I said, Kyrus Tonga with the shoulder injury has yet to practice. Uh, Jimmy Graham with a knee injury. Roquan Smith with a hamstring have both been limited in Thursday and Friday's practices, and then like I said earlier, Justin Fields with the left hand injury, his non-throwing hand, and Akeem Hicks with the, uh, the world's toughest ankle injury have both been practicing in full participation. So we can at least, it looks like we can count on Akeem Hicks being back on, on the field uh, this Monday, which is going to be very important because Akeem Hicks is kind of like the Achilles heel for the Vikings, especially when it comes to Dalvin Cook and the running game. So hopefully he won't be rusty when he gets out there. He hasn't played in six weeks because um, week nine was the last time he played. So he's missed four games, three games, three games in the bye week, whatever it is. And, um, you know, hopefully him getting back out there, he'll be uh, good to go. So he can be good old effective Akeem in, in helping us slow down slash shut down Dalvin Cook and that uh, explosive Vikings offense because for all the trouble that they have on defense and stopping people from scoring points, uh, like I said with when we were talking to Chris, Chris Gates, um, this t- this Vikings team reminds me very much of the 2013 Bears squad under Mark Trestman, where we had a dynamic offense that had no trouble whatsoever scoring points with all the weapons that we had: Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte. Uh, you know, probably the best offensive line we've had in the last decade uh you know with with Kyle Long his rookie year Jordan Mills was a revelation his rookie season uh as well we had just signed uh what's his name from the Saints uh to play tackle and uh you know we still had uh Roberto Garza and that guard whose name I'm forgetting right now but we had a solid offensive line they were the strength of the football team which facilitated everything else Matt Matt Forte had a great year running the football and of course he was always a weapon out of the backfield. We just signed Martellus Bennett. That was our first year uh, with him. This was an offense that was raring to go. It's like, unfortunately it was our first season without Erlacher. It was our first season with Mel Tucker. And we went from being one of the most dynamic, most explosive, most ball hungry defenses in the league to being a swinging gate in the running game and getting murdered on that side of the ball. And, you know, we, we, we were well, all of a sudden it, we thought we had the, uh, the luxury of an offense that could score 30 points a game. And it turned out we had that we needed our offense to score 30 points a game because our defense had a hard time allowing less than 30 points a game. And that's pretty much what's been going on with the Vikings. If you go back and you look at their schedule, I think they've scored less than 25 points in, in like three ball games. Or something like that. It was like a loss to Cleveland. That game was fourteen to seven. When they beat the uh, the Lions the first time or the the only time in Minnesota, they won nineteen to seventeen. It's like most of their other ball games, they're scoring thirty points, twenty four points. Uh, you know they. I mean, they beat the Packers a couple weeks ago, thirty four to thirty one. So you know, <laughs> wrap your head around that one. They beat the Packers thirty four to thirty one, and then come right back out the week later and lose twenty nine to twenty seven. To the uh, to the Lions, go figure. I mean, but that's the kind of football team that the Vikings are. It's just inexplicable losses. Like go back and look at 2013, the Bears are racking up points and and everything. And and one of their most frustrating games that year was the Bears when they played against the Redskins in Washington, and they were still called the Redskins then, so I'm calling them the Redskins. And it was the game where where Jay Cutler got hurt. And it was, he, he, you know, had the groin injury. Josh McCown had to come in and the offense performed just as well, if not better when McCown came in than it did before uh, Cutler went out and Matt Forte had three touchdowns and, you know, we just couldn't stop scoring points in that one. But for one, for one reason or another, the Washington, the, the, you know, the Skins had no problems whatsoever scoring points on us. We ended up losing that game like 45 to 41 or, or something crazy like that. It was like a Madden style shootout kind of football game where, you know, whoever had the ball last was going to win because you were going to make the, you were going to score the winning touchdown uh, kind of thing. That's the kind of football games the Vikings are getting into. And as you heard from Chris, it, there's been a pattern with this team as far as like they'll probably get out into an early lead they'll, you know, take their foot off the gas or whatever it is, allow us to get back into it, and then the game will come down to the final drive and whether or not they can stop us or we can stop them, and that's how the game will be decided because the other running theme for this football team is that aside from their 30-17 to 17 win over the, uh, the Seahawks, every other game has been a one-score game, every single one, including a couple of weeks ago when they got out to a 29 to nothing lead over the Steelers. And ended up only winning that game thirty six to twenty nine, or twenty eight or whatever it was. But it was a one score ball game when it was twenty nine to nothing in the third quarter. So I mean, it was just an insane uh, how that how that game has gone. So, um, you know, I, I'm very interested to see what 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 team we're going to field on Sunday. Allen Robinson, Eddie Jackson, Jesse James. Um, you know, well, I mean, hell, our coordinators, Bill Lazer, Sean Desai, Chris Tabor. Obviously, that sends a chill up your spine to hear that Bill Lazer might miss the game, which means we're handing the play card back to good old Matt Nagy. And I know that his record as a head coach is good against Minnesota. But, uh, yeah, it's nobody wants to do that again. And then, like I said, the other names, Larry Borum, starting right tackle. Artie Burns is currently our starting corner. Mario Edwards, key contributor, Eddie Goldman, our starting nose tackle. We already know he's out. Sam Kamara and Elijah Wilkerson, um, you know, but like I said, Wilkerson's already off the list and hell, he might even be our starting tackle this week with Tevin Jenkins staying on the left side. And, you know, it's just, you know, we we don't know what to expect. We honestly don't know what to expect. We don't know who's going to be out there. It's probably going to look a lot like the, like the preseason offenses where it's like hey here's our starting quarterback here's our starting running back here's our fourth string right tackle here's our second third string left tackle you know our interior guys are all there because none of those guys are on a COVID list um you know we've got our third fourth and fifth receivers out there because or you know actually second because Mooney seems to be avoiding all of this so Robinson's for now Robinson is out so Mooney at two no um, no uh, Marquise Goodwin's. There's our number three guy. So our two, four, and five uh, wide receivers will be the ones taking the field and all that kind of stuff. It's just with no Jesse James or uh, <laughs> and and of course that's all going to affect special teams as well. Ryan Nall is is uh, basically on every special teams unit uh, and things like that. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that's all going to. Uh, turn out. I mean, I waited an extra day to try to get a better grasp of what this is going to look like. And instead, more names got added to the list as opposed to seeing guys clear protocols and come off. As far as right now, only one guy has come off the COVID list so far, and that's Elijah Wilkinson. So, you know, because Duke Shelley would have been a welcome, you know, welcome addition to our secondary. But he went from designated to return for IR to on the COVID list. You know, so then it's the same thing. Well, not the same thing happened with Andy Dalton, but he joined Andy Dalton today on the COVID list. So, because of the COVID outbreak, the NFL has been discussing with the NFLPA about postponing games. And for a while there, it sounded like maybe the Bears and Vikings might get postponed uh, a day or so. And, and but as as of this moment, I'm recording this on Friday night. Um, the Bears are not one of the three games that hey NFL did end up postponing. Uh, the Cleveland Browns and the uh, Las Vegas Raiders are supposed to play tomorrow night uh, on Saturday. Instead, they have been pushed to Monday. They'll be the lead-in game uh, for the Bears and uh, Vikings. They, they play at 5 Eastern, for, uh, 4 o'clock Central here uh, in my uh, Central time zone. And then the Seahawks and Rams and the uh, Washington and Philadelphia both got pushed to Tuesday in prime time, both of them will be Tuesday night playing at the same time. They'll be uh, shown regionally as opposed to like, one's going to be at five. The other one's going to be at eight, you know, just so that everyone can watch them kind of thing. It's going to be a regional thing. I would guess that uh, those are that, you know, that's East coast, West coast. I wonder who I'll get here in the Midwest, but um, those are the three games so far that have been postponed. Postponed. So um, I'm sure that if maybe a few more guys from the Bear squad add uh, to the COVID list uh, on Saturday or into Sunday, maybe postponement will be spoken about uh, there. Who knows? Because a lot of what I, you know, the reason that the NFL and the NFLPA had to have discussions was because of the NFL's mandate that basically if you can't field a team because of your, you know, COVID outbreaks and stuff like that. Um, that's on you, you violated protocols or you didn't follow the protocols uh, and uh, you forfeit the game and nobody on either team gets paid. So that's why the NFL and the NFLPA were working to postpone games. So, you know, like Cleveland's the one suffering from COVID outbreaks, not the Raiders, but neither the Raiders or the Browns would get paid if that game gets forfeited. So yes, the Raiders pick up a win, which they could use right about now, but none of their guys get paychecks for week 15. So that's uh, not cool. So I don't know what's going on with the Raiders, or excuse me, the Rams and the Seahawks or the uh, football team and the Eagles right now, as far as their COVID situations and why they need it to be postponed. But apparently those are some of the team. Oh, the Rams actually, yeah, the Rams, they're the ones that are suffering losses. So I don't know who it is between Washington and Philly Uh, which of those teams is the one suffering the big losses there. But um, in this case, the bears are fortunate to have uh, a Monday night game. That's when they were designated to play from the start. So I'm, I'm guessing that maybe that's why they, their game hasn't moved yet. So, and then a couple of other quick things. Well, before we wrap up our news and notes section, which has been our COVID section, let's be honest. Um, The the NFL is kind of expanding into international markets as far as like designating home teams to a certain market, kind of like how the you know teams have territories divided up here uh, in the states. And uh, the NFL has granted the Bears the United Kingdom, so Great Britain and Spain as their international home markets. So I guess you know when 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 the games air internationally, as far as quote unquote like regional coverage here in the states. If you want to see a bear game, and you're you you know you're traveling overseas, and you want to see a bear game, you want to be in the UK or you want to be in Spain because that's where the bears, uh, that's where you can find them. So it's uh, interesting. Um, that might actually be a bastardization of of what it really is. I didn't read too deeply into the um, into the details as to what it all it means exactly. That's what I'm assuming it means. I think I'm pretty right because I was basically just looking at like the coverage mapping and what teams were like you know some teams home markets mexico uh you know and other various countries throughout the uh throughout the world internationally we got the uk and spain so i think those are two pretty big wins for the bears there and then finally in the uh why hasn't he been fired yet category uh jalen johnson I'm guessing he's not going to shed one tear when Matt Nagy gets fired, because he's kind of had not been beefing with Nagy ever since he got that fine uh, for being like two minutes late to a meeting, which is acceptable because you were late. Period. The, I mean, the NFL is about discipline and being professional. Show up on time. Duke Shelley, you know, shows the the letter on Instagram that he's been fined and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Jalen, did I say Duke Shelley? I meant Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson confirmed, like outwardly confirms to a reporter or to the press or whatever, that the locker room is divided. That there are some guys that are out there still playing, still showing up to get the job done every day. And that there are guys in the locker room that have checked out that, you know, aren't buying into the message uh, from Matt Nagy anymore. And, uh, you know, are basically waiting to waiting for the hammer to drop. And truth be told, I'm not surprised to hear that. And at the same time, it's disappointing to hear that because these guys are professionals. And as I've heard Olin Croods talk about a hundred times on the uh, the No Name Football podcast that he has with Jason McKee, a good show if you haven't had a chance to check it out. Um, you still have a job to do, and at the very least, you still have a job that you want to do. Possibly next year for other football teams. So you need to be going out there. Maybe you're not buying into the coach's message or whatever, but you need to be showing up every day. You need to be doing your job so that you can show other teams that even in the face of adversity, I'm a professional. I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to do my job. So, you know, I'm going to chalk this one up to youthful hubris on, on the part of Jalen Johnson, that he would admit to something like this in the press. And of course, people who can't wait for Nagy to get fired like me are kind of eating stuff like this up. Like, see dude, I mean, his players have such contempt for him that they're spilling the beans in the press uh, and everything, you know, as, as much as we appreciate hearing this kind of stuff uh, you know, that, that kind of proves our, our, you know, little armchair theories uh, correct. You also don't want your player airing dirty laundry like this. So you know, as much as we appreciate the tidbit from Jalen Johnson, it's not a good look. So, you know, I know I'm talking out both sides of my mouth on that one, but it's the truth. You know, it's like as as a podcaster, as as a content creator, having these kind of news bits, you know, makes for a more interesting show to give my opinions and thoughts and things like that. At the same time, you know, as a, as a former player and, and things like that, you keep your dirty laundry in-house. You don't spread it about. So, yeah. So thank you for the talking note, uh, Jalen, but uh, keep your mouth shut, bro. This is, you know, this, you know, you don't, you don't air the family's dirty laundry, you keep it in house. So maybe at the end of the season, this would be better, but mid season like this, especially this week with, you know, a third of your team is out with COVID and all that kind of stuff. This is not the time for that. This is not the time. So anyway, that is going to do it for news and notes. We'll take a quick break, give air to our sponsors, and then we'll come back with keys to the game and wrap this bad boy up. <coughs> this episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by My Bookie Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, electric personalities that produce big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley run it back, and it will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with My Bookie. MyBookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley 2, and you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1000 using promo code SportsDrink. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley 2 at MyBookie. As much as we'd love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's looked strong in previous matchups, and with Woodley taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Back to problem child to win this rematch as he's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out, and don't, don't bet on Paul. That, I, I really do hope that Woodley just turns loose and knocks the piss out of that guy. But don't miss out. <laughs> Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code SPORTSDRINK. Head to MyBookie today, place your bets, fill your pockets, and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley 2. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Symbol. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD as in sports drink to make your first deposit risk free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Simba will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. <laughs> this episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room. Uh, for Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, come through and talk to me live on Club Thirty Four Seven. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow me at Larry D E E to be notified when my room goes live. And again, every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, you can join me on the Spotify Green Room for Club Thirty Four Seven. Come in. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk Bears. Let's talk whatever you want. But in order to do that, you got to download the Spotify Green Room anywhere you get your apps. <laughs> Keys to the game for week number fifteen: our beloved Chicago Bears at home against the six and seven Minnesota Vikings, who um, who are basically putting a championship offense on the field and a um, you know a, a JV defense. Uh, on the other side of the ball. So it should be... We shouldn't have any trouble scoring points based on the fact that literally everybody else has been able to score on them. Even if they get out in front of us like they did with the Steelers, we just have to be consistent on offense, keep attacking, and and go for it. I mean, that's actually... Uh, My second key, so I'll just jump to that one right now, It's just to be aggressive on offense. This defense has flaws. Um, They don't have a solid pass rush, so Justin Fields should have time to throw the ball on Monday. He should have time. Uh, We should be able to run the ball fairly effectively. Thank God Montgomery's illness was just, I'm, I'm assuming, like the common cold. Same with Khalil Herbert. So running the football, we should be able to do that. And, you know, we should attack this uh, Vikings defense, they're, they're not, they're not forcing turnovers and, you know, they're not getting guys off the field and all that kind of stuff. They're basically just trying to survive on defense. I mean, and that's basically what the statistics are telling you. They've got one of the worst defenses in the NFL and, and giving up points and yards and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, on the offense, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're like top five in scoring and. Kirk Cousins is having an Aaron Rodgers type season, 27 touchdowns, only 5 interceptions, Justin Jefferson no sophomore slump, Adam Thielen leads the team in touchdowns with 10, Dalvin Cook despite a torn labrum puts up 205 in rushing yards against the Steelers last week and you know looking to do the same to the Bears uh, on Monday. So this is an offense that for for the most part is hitting on all cylinders. So that's where the job is really going to be on our defense, To We need to be the ones to be consistent, and this is where my first key comes in because it's the same as it's been for weeks now. Stop beating yourself. Last week, just a couple of examples. The Obviously, the pick six against the Packers early on. Um, it didn't. It, it killed us, and it didn't at the same time. You know, the, the interception and, and it, you know, gave the, the Packers momentum that, I that you know, I've, I still say that in the past, that would have been the moment that Green Bay took over the game and just left us in the dust. And instead, the Bears answered that with that touchdown to Demir Bird, you know, a scoring drive. And then a few, you know, a couple of minutes later, Jakeem Grant returns the punt to take a 24 to 14 lead. But then the other thing and killing yourself was Sean Desai going with soft coverage on that two minute drill, allowing the Packers to, to four plays in 48 seconds. Boom. They're on the touch. They're on the board again, just before the half. I think that's where the game turned right there because the gut punch of the bears taking a two score lead, a 97 yard punt return, you know, with, with maybe two minutes to go in the half, that should have been huge. I mean, instead sort of stayed huge, but instead we give the ball back to Rodgers and company we, we, we go easy on the coverage. We don't, you know, they started moving Jalen Johnson away from, uh, started moving Devontae Adams away from Jalen Johnson on that drive. We were playing soft man coverage. The Packers went right down the field in four plays, and it's 24 to 21, uh, you know, and, and basically the Packers got their mojo back on that one, and they, they never lost it for the rest of the football game, you know. And then, of course, the other thing in beating ourselves, it's just how you're handling the football team. You know, you had this all-pro offensive tackle in Jason Peters, who's been remarkably healthy for most of the season, and he goes down with the high ankle sprain early in the first quarter, which means Tevin Jenkins, our rookie left tackle that had spent the first three months of the season on injured reserve for with back surgery, you're throwing him out there to the Wolves, and instead of getting him a tight end to chip, having you know the running backs or whatever come and help him out or rolling the rolling the coverage away from him or what have you, you go empty, you go five empty, leaving him on an edge by himself with Rashawn Gary and Smith on the other end, who are having an outstanding season rushing the passer. Just begging for things to happen. And then surprised to hear that, oh, like in the first four plays of the game with Tevin Jenkins in there, and Justin Fields got hit four times. You know, Tevin Jenkins gave up two sacks. He had four penalties uh, against him because he had no help. He had no help. So I'm hoping that we'll be smarter than that this week against the Vikings. Now, granted, like I said, their pass rush has been largely ineffective, but they have Daniil Hunter. You know, they, they, they have talent in the pass rushing department. They just haven't been able to get the job done. Like, Daniil Hunter is Robert Quinn. From 2020 this year, you know, a talented player with a big name hasn't been getting to the passer uh, this season. This would be the perfect situation for him to at least break the streak for one game because we're leaving the rookie out on an island by himself. uh, And, uh, you know, allowing these things to happen. We can't have that against the Vikings. Not if, you know, and and these keys to the game, this keys is like if we want to win this football game. We're already four and nine. The losing season is already locked in. And, you know, again, as a bear fan, I don't want to see them lose. I want them to win every single week. (laughs) It's just that the silver lining to losing is that we're one day closer to, or one week closer to Nagy, no longer being our head coach. So, you know, but I, I, I still want the team to stop playing. So incompetently turning the football over, having the penalties, Doing something stupid, like not having a plan B if Jason Peters, who's been hurt like four of the last five seasons, no plan B for him actually going down. Like what we're going to do, how we're going to play the game differently if Tevin Jenkins has to come into the ball game. We don't have a plan for that. And we saw how we suffered for it in the Green Bay game when he played three and a half quarters, essentially. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know, and the fact that we're going to be without right now, we're going to be without all three of our coordinators, doesn't bode well for us and and how this is going to turn out on Monday. So, but um, you know, like I said, the second key was being aggressive on, on offense. Uh, attack this, attack this defense, attack the secondary. Stay aggressive in running. Stay consistent in running the ball. You know, we, we David Montgomery ran the ball one time in the second half. And the Packers didn't really pull away from us until the uh, end of the third quarter. It was a once, even after they took the lead again, it was still 35 to 27. That's a one score game. You can still run the ball at that point. There's no need. There's no rush to hurry up and catch them before things get away from them. It's, you know, I think Nagy panicked when he abandoned, you know, he and laser abandoned the run and started throwing the ball on every play. You were also begging, them to kill the quarterback with a rookie left tackle that was struggling in his first appearance in 13 months. So, I mean, it's just they always make the wrong decision every single time. It's staggering to sit back and watch sometimes. So, you know, I know I'm talking till I'm blue in the face on this stop beating yourself thing, it's, you know, trolling us to to be aggressive on offense, which was basically Matt Nagy's calling card when he first came around. He was aggressive. He was doing those things and attacking the offense. And I don't know what the hell happened to that. I don't know where he lost his mojo or quite frankly, I don't know where he lost his balls, but uh, you know, like going like punting one fourth an inches when you're down 11 points in the ball game. Is that what you're supposed to do? Pretty sure that's not how that's supposed to go. But um, anyway, this is what we got here. And then finally I, I, I wrote down it's, uh, you know, adopting us versus the world mentality with the width with the COVID list, uh, you know, the COVID casualties up to this point, let's say everything stays the same as it is right now. That means no Allen Robinsons, no Eddie Jackson, no Jesse James, no uh, no Desai, no Laser, no Tabor, no Larry Borum, no Artie Burns, Mario Edwards, Eddie Goldman, Sam Kamara. Yikes, 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 yikes. It's a lot of holes right there. You know, the Bears, like this, the the point spread should go through the roof if that all stays the same. Like, yeah, the Vikings by 50 shouldn't be a problem. You know, just adopt a a us versus the world mentality, something that's going to motivate you to attack and win this football game, something that will help you believe like, oh, the world doesn't believe in us, but I believe in us. So let's go out there and kick some ass kind of thing. Anything that's going to give you an edge. That's what this game is all about. So it's not always the most talented team that wins. We see it happen all the time. It's the team that's playing together that wins more times than not. And if we can figure out a way to band together with all that we're faced this week with the COVID losses and all that kind of stuff, that would be a good thing. That would be a very good thing and fun to watch, especially since we all have to suffer through this national television nonsense one more time uh, in 2021. So, anyway, guys, that is going to do it. Going to wrap this bad boy up um, for the week 15 deep dive preview of the Bears Talk Underground. Uh, we got a Monday night game, so come back on Tuesday for Bear Up and Bear Down. No off week, no off day uh, next week uh, for me. Bear Up and Bear Down on Tuesday. Deep Dive Review Wednesday. Uh, Michael Sean Duggar from uh, The Athletic in Seattle will be back to preview Bears Seahawks on Thursday and then our Deep Dive preview on Friday to get us ready for Bears Seahawks on Sunday. Uh, you know, and that episode's coming out on Christmas Eve, so that should be interesting. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Hopefully, we got a good game on Monday. Even if we don't win, it sounds like we should be able to go back and forth with them, and that maybe we'll see some awesome things from Justin Fields. It's kind of setting up to be one of those games for him against this defense. Should be fun. So, anyway, come back on Tuesday for Bear Up and Bear Down. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been. The Bears Talk Underground.